You're listening to the Way of TBL's official podcast, Truth Talks with Sam and Alex. Join us as we explore all things truth, beauty, and love. Welcome, friends. Today's topic of conversation will be on the liberating nature and necessity of uncomfortable conversations. Yes, and many times... Even the thought of having an intense and confrontational conversation just leaves us feeling so anxious. And we, we would much rather avoid these conversations altogether, right? Push them to the back of our minds and just hope that somehow the thoughts will just magically disappear. Uh, but the truth is, that these conversations are absolutely necessary for our overall growth and development as individuals, as well as the positive impact it has on our relationships upon having them. Isn't that right, Alexander? Absolutely. And we say that they're liberating yeah. in nature because it's, <laughs> it's like getting weight off of your chest, getting weight off mm-hmm. of your shoulders. You feel free enough to express yourself and that's what happens when we lean into uncomfortable conversations when we learn how to be present when we're talking about unpleasant or uncomfortable things with mm, those that we care that's about leaning into that discomfort that's right yeah, yeah. exactly mm-hmm. and and we've seen through our own experience how it may be very daunting at the beginning right we we may avoid them there might be this little bit of like you feel that uncomfortable energy and the more you lean into that and the more you continue to have these conversations and express yourself the easier it becomes the easier it becomes and the more frequently Really, not not more frequently, but the the quicker also we come to having these conversations. And I believe we we touched on this point last week in our conscious separation uh, episode. And it's like a muscle, right? As with all things that we that we do, the more we practice and the more we strengthen that muscle, the easier it becomes to do it. Yes. Absolutely. And one example that immediately comes to mind, and I feel that a lot of people can relate to this, is when we visit family or family comes to visit us and they start talking about things and expressing their opinions, their feelings, and their worldview in, in a way that doesn't necessarily resonate with us, in a way that doesn't particularly align with how we understand things and we we can hold back the way that we really feel when in the presence of our family or even with friends that we're out and about mm-hmm. hanging out with you know we we reserve our thoughts we hold back the way that we feel and we don't really express ourselves and this is an opportunity where we can begin to lean into the disagreeable aspects of conversation. It's completely okay to 
disagree with someone respectfully. Mm -hmm. And that's a part of having these uncomfortable exchanges in conversation. We begin to feel more and more okay with expressing how we truly think and feel with those that we care about. Yeah. And because when we don't, what's the opposite, right? When we don't express and we hold it in and we bottle it up, we eventually come to a point where we explode and end up having an argument. And that's absolutely- You could even say implode. You implode first and then there's the explosion when it comes to frustration and feeling emotions of anger, you know, when it comes to how long we've held back what we want to express. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And another part of uncomfortable conversations would also be in the conversations we have with our children, right? And the the questions that they have about themselves and their body and sexuality and all these things, right? And we see that children are younger and younger now learning about sex and asking about sex and it's spoken about at school. And I know I was shocked the first time (laughs) that I heard Maria talk about sex. I believe she was, oh my goodness, I think she was like a grade three or something. And I thought it was crazy. Like how, how has my, my little girl has come home and has heard about sex. And I know initially I had no idea how to approach it, how to speak to her about it. And I know that most parents also fall into this in not really knowing how to express it to their children or being embarrassed about the conversation just not knowing how to express it freely without having these subconscious feelings surrounding it right and i know i've had conversations with my own mother (laughs) um since and um i remember how she says to me oh you know it's always so difficult to have these conversations and a lot of the times you know, I would just avoid it completely because I don't know what to say. And whereas now Maria is grade six and I've grown a lot within myself and am now comfortable also with having these conversations because I understand that she is going to find out, right? One way or another, she is asking me because she has heard it from somewhere or she is at an age now where she is ready to start learning more either about herself or about sexuality whatever it is right when children come to you with questions it's because they are ready for the answers and of course we always give them an age appropriate answer but in in giving them an answer and speaking to them openly about it we are building that trust with our child and we, we are giving them the freedom to come and speak to us when they feel they need to. And they know that, you know, my parents won't just push me away when I have 
questions when I'm wondering about things. I don't have to go somewhere else to find out. And as uncomfortable as it may seem initially, it is so beneficial to have that conversation with your child because then you are also strengthening the bond between each other and you are you are helping them further grow within their own development as well yes and in my observation we mentioned this the other day children do not necessarily ask you questions to get the answer especially if they're not ready for the full explanation or the full answer to the question they're asking us what they are really looking for what they're really wanting to feel is their ability to trust you as a parent to be present to not be judgmental to know that hey i can approach mom or dad with this question and they won't make me feel bad for asking it and mm -hmm. i feel that a lot of parents get hung up on being the primary and sole influence in a child's life yeah. when that's really not practical that's not reality the reality is that we are one of the primary influences but there's a whole world out there ready to influence your children and we're not in control of that they will find other answers out there for context we'll give them a baseline wise answer that is our primary desire that's our main objective when we give answers to our kids but we're not in control of the other influences out in the world we want to give them a guide we want to give them the space to listen to what we have to share and from there they will apply the guidance and the wisdom we give them and use that as a filter for the other influences out in the world that will want to mold their minds and their worldview that's what we want we we let go of everything else we are not in control of how the world will influence them but we want them to know that they can come to us when they have doubts when they have questions especially when it comes to sensitive topics like sexuality you know we really just want them to understand that they can come to us with any question on any topic and we will be present with them when they start growing up they're going to have these awkward situations that they want a bit more insight on and they will feel safe in speaking with us that's really what we want we don't want them to run from us we want we don't want them to hide things from us mm -hmm. that's what we want to exactly. avoid and and that's how we also help them in being able to trust themselves to have these conversations because a lot of adults their fear of these conversations is rooted in their childhood and not being able to have them with their parents and so by by being able to it's just it's so important for our children to be able to have these conversations because it will impact their whole life and, yeah. absolutely yeah and just the way that they go about doing things
you know, we're, we're impacted, like you said, based on the shame, the embarrassment that we felt when asking the wrong kinds of questions to our parents, you know, and seeing really their a wrong question, right? There never yeah, is there's no such question, thing as a wrong yeah. kind of question. We ask it again, when we're ready to learn more, there's no such thing as an, in, an inappropriate question. We are simply wanting to learn more when we feel we're ready to. And in understanding that we'll be much more empathetic with our children. That's, it's all about building that trust, right? And again, when we are able to be present when having these uncomfortable conversations, we're able to let them feel that they can come to us for any reason on any subject matter. And that's one of the best feelings you can have as a parent. Absolutely. It definitely is. And in, in holding back these conversations, you know, it always comes from a fear of the unknown, right? If it, this is just not in regards to only our children, but the uncomfortable conversations that we may have with our partner or with family members, right? Or even with coworkers. A lot of the times we just, we avoid the conversation because yeah, we are afraid of the unknown. We are afraid of what the response may be. And we also put a lot of assumption into the mix as well. We assume that we already know what the response will be. Right. And yeah, and when we do that, like you can you can feel the response within your body, right? You feel the gut clenching, you feel the the whole irritability just in your being. You just you do not feel right. And that's because you are you are suppressing that energy within your body you're not yeah that's literally the body language of suppression it is yes yeah and um (laughs) we ultimately will live in a state of denial until we do open up and have these conversations yeah 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 and it's just so important because again, we learn to trust in our ability to express how we feel and think. Mm -hmm. That's so important. Self-expression is everything. And for example, when you feel that your work is worthy of being recognized more than you see that it has been, and you lack the courage to ask your boss or your manager for a raise that is an uncomfortable conversation that is worth having especially when you feel that your work isn't isn't really being recognized the way that you feel it should be so we see the practical applications for being present in unpleasant or uncomfortable circumstances like that you have to be able to lean into that uncomfortable uncomfortability and ask for what you want and it also 
by being able to just speak freely like that and have those uncomfortable conversations, you are avoiding things that you don't actually want. And for me, I can give my personal example with with my ex-husband, Thanos. When we, when we first got together, I was quite young and I was living in Greece at the time and I had just uh, ended a relationship prior and I was quite heartbroken as you know you are at 17 when you think that you are in love but you you're really not <laughs> but I was heartbroken and then I, I met my ex about a month later and it was still too early I knew it was but I at that point in time I I was still seeking that attention and that external love right I, I wasn't giving it to myself enough and I was seeking it externally and so I met him and he was so different to the ex that I had he was such a loving person he, he would take me to different places and I thought it was amazing right compared to the relationship that I had had prior and I fell pregnant quite early on and although that pregnancy didn't go through well, uh, he was very supportive and he was very loving and caring. And I, I just thought that that was incredible. And so he moved in with me very early on. And then when things didn't go uh, well with the pregnancy, which was perfect at that point in time because we both were very young, um, he still remained living with me. And then it so happens that my mum falls pregnant two months later and she ends up wanting to leave Greece to come back to Australia to have my little sister. But I was already engaged and I was already living with him because of that pregnancy that we had briefly experienced. And for me, I didn't know how to have the conversation to let him know that actually don't really want to be engaged to you and I don't really you know what I mean I didn't really want to have this serious relationship but I couldn't pull myself to have this conversation my mum left Greece we ended up going and getting our own home so I was in my own house what was I I was nearly 18 I was about two months off of turning 18 and we got into our, our own rental and I mean, look, it was a beautiful experience. Again, I, I loved living in Greece. We had a beautiful time together. But on the other side, which I hadn't realized at the time, I gained almost, I think it was 20 kilos in a matter of six months or so, which I think that works out to be, what is it, 40 something pounds in yeah. such a quick amount of time. And I just thought it was, oh, you know, we're up late and we're eating and we have friends over. And But I know it wasn't that. You know, it wasn't only that. This was my body sort of telling me, Sam, <laughs> you know, you need to listen to what you really want. You need to express yourself. And I wasn't expressing myself. And I just, I went with it because I wanted, I didn't want to have that confrontational and uncomfortable conversation with him because he was such a beautiful person, right? I didn't know how to do that. <laughs> and in the end, I mean, look, we have two beautiful daughters together and we spent a whole life together just about, we were together for 13 years. 
But a lot of the things that we experienced could have been avoided had I truly opened up and spoken my truth. So, you know, sometimes it will be very prolonged, the situation that you're in by not opening up. Other times it may not be, it just depends on your situation and what you're experiencing. Um, but that was definitely uh, one huge example in my life where I didn't open up and I didn't trust myself and I just didn't have that uncomfortable conversation. Yeah. And that's yeah. really the art of heartbreaking. It's being able yeah. to break into your own heart without breaking it and doing so with others in the way that we express ourselves. We don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but we also want to express how we feel. This is so important. In the case of many who do things and express themselves in order to please others, they avoid being rude. They avoid hurting anyone's feelings. But the truth is, we will be doing a huge disservice to ourselves and those we care about, those around us, when we fail to express ourselves truthfully, genuinely. Again, there's a fine line between being blunt and being honest. And we always want to be honest with the way that we truly feel. We don't want to disregard how we feel. And that tends to happen, you know, especially in relationships where we want to please our partner, when we want to do or say things in a way that we feel they will be happy with and disregarding how we truly feel. And ultimately, the being, the being nice and the thinking that you're going to be rude and the <laughs> just having your own uh, limited beliefs that hold you back from expressing yourself are just illusions because when you end up having that conversation people will always say to you i wish you let me know earlier i wish i knew earlier why did you wait this long to talk to me about it and at the end of the day i think people would much rather you be honest with them rather than just be nice because you think that's what they want, right? We think we're being nice. We think we're just holding back from being rude, but that's not true. <laughs> yeah. It's not. Yeah. And one of our philosophies is genuineness over niceness because niceness is really, really overrated. We, again, put aside how we truly feel in order to please the other person. Genuineness is expressing ourselves freely in a way that inspires others to also do the same. That is one of the greatest gifts that we can give to other people, is an invitation to truly be themselves. Mm -hmm. that's the most important thing and there's so many people who just make believe who 
pretend to be satisfied with their situation. You know, there are so many couples who internally are dissatisfied with their intimacy. They're not really getting what they want out of their experiences of intimacy Mm -hmm. and sex with each other. And it's because they hold back how they truly feel when it comes to certain aspects of their intimacy in order to not be rude or in order to not hurt the other person's feelings. Not only that, they are also so um, embarrassed of expressing that to them. There's a lot of embarrassment and shame surrounding a lot of the things that you really shouldn't be embarrassed about because right, that's it is us. part of who you are. Exactly. Yeah. Again, the embarrassment and the shame it is all rooted in these limiting beliefs that, that are just instilled in us from, who knows, from a young age most of the time. Yeah. And the key to that mm-hmm. is addressing these issues up front, being just completely honest with what it is that we don't like what it is that we do like focusing on those positive aspects while not avoiding talking about the negative aspects of our experience with our partner with regards to our intimacy with them you know there there are so many women who in this instance they fake their pleasure that they experience with their partner And honestly, they do this because they want to make their man feel like they're getting the job done when they're doing each other sexually. But there are so many women out there that are dissatisfied. And again, they're disregarding themselves for the sake of pleasing their partner. And in the long run, that that's very painful it is you're internalizing all of that and in the end if you if you don't if you can't open up with your partner about it you will start to seek external ways of speaking about it and and finding ways to fix that when that is it's not the right the right way to go about it i mean there's nothing right or wrong right we must always do what feels right for us in the moment but it's not the most beneficial way to be able to overcome what it is that you're experiencing and again seeing because I was in such a long (laughs) um, relationship myself I just have a lot of examples and experience based on that and for me personally I had no orgasm for 10 years and I know a lot of women uh, can resonate with that and it's it's crazy to see how many women actually don't experience pleasure when they are being intimate with their partner. But for me, it was 10 years and I held off from speaking about it because I didn't know how to bring it up. (laughs) I had no idea how to speak about this. And I know when I first started thinking, okay, you know what, something has to be done about this because I'm going to go crazy. (laughs) I spoke to my mum about it first. And I was like, right, mom, help me. <laughs> How can I fix this? You know, and, and so she gave me a few hints and tips and I was like, oh, oh my God, I have to do that with him. Like how embarrassing. And, <laughs> and she's like, there's nothing embarrassing about it. You just, you need to connect with him and you need to 
you know, you need to play and explore and, and see how you can bring that back in because being intimate and yet not really being pleasured really puts a a wedge between your relationship yeah. because at the same time it's an unnecessary strain it is and at the same time i i never faked anything because that's not what i'm like so he very well knew um what i was going through and yet never himself tried to figure out how we could overcome this and that's another big part of these uncomfortable conversations right in our relationship sometimes it can come from you saying hey i have something that i need to speak to you about and let's talk about it right but then it's also on the other person who can notice that something is is not quite right right and and this is something we've all experienced as well you can feel something is off and again i know when we were nearing the end of our relationship my ex said to me you know i knew for a long time but i just didn't want to accept it when you feel that something is off you should yourself bring it up hey i can feel that something is not quite right or i've noticed that this you know what i mean and let's talk about it let's see you know why it is that you feel this way and it's just so beautiful when we do have that conversation and <laughs> we are able to find such a beautiful resolution and solution when yeah. we speak honestly and openly and we're not just holding back and then lashing out at each other which is yeah. what a lot of people do as well right yeah right they hold back and when you feel that you can be completely accepted for what it is you have to say it's one of the best feelings ever and it's like layers of an onion being peeled back mm. our shields are raised our guards are down we lower those those barriers to conversation mm. and communication and that's so important you know a lot can be resolved a lot can be taken care of and sorted out when we allow ourselves to express what it is we truly feel, especially with our partner, especially in relationship with our family, with our children. We, we feel this immense peace and satisfaction from acknowledging the truth. And there's nothing more freeing, more liberating than that and we, we grow so much closer as well in our relationships both in in partnerships or with our children or with our family members our our bond just grows so much closer because we have been able to open up and express ourselves freely like that and we really are giving the other person a chance speak their truth as well rather than just assuming what they think or do yeah and it's it's when we have those assumptions that's when we tend to argue 
when we tend to not really give the other person space to speak and express themselves. And so when we do, and I, you know, I, I know in, in our own personal experience, every time we open up about something, we, we feel this, as you said, this immense peace surrounds us and joy and love. And we always come to this beautiful resolution. We, we, there is so much healing that occurs when we have the conversations. And then we view these conversations as opportunities to grow. It's no longer looked upon as, oh shit, (laughs) there's something I need to bring up again. You know what I mean? We never go into those conversations anymore from a place of fear. We now come from a place of growth and we, we are so open now to having these conversations because we know how much it benefits us from having them and how it strengthens our relationship and our love for each other for being able to have it yeah Yeah. it's so beautiful Mm -hmm. it's such a beautiful thing and for guys you know it builds our confidence it builds our trust in ourselves when we're able to acknowledge and express how we feel you know we let go of being able or feeling the need rather to please other people to please our lady you know there there have been times where you know in the past i may have held back from acknowledging something to samantha you know sometimes she gets very passionate in conversation about something and instead of holding back you know i'm like baby you know let's take a moment here like re- relax sometimes i need to say that and it's okay you 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 don't need to hold back from expressing yourself in that way and being just straight up again this is with anyone right yeah. there's a power and a strength that comes from not holding back how you feel again this isn't about not caring what other people think right it's not complete lack of consideration there's a huge difference you take into consideration the other person while expressing yourself genuinely that that is that is definitely something that needs to be considered you express it in a loving and caring way yeah it's not a hey you need to stop (laughs) you know what i mean is the difference between a a blunt machete and an elegant samurai sword That's <laughs> in the way that we yeah, communicate and then, well that and then because of the energy that is expressed in the way that you're expressing yourself the person responding to you is going to come back with that same energy this is what we have to remember you know you can't you can't go to someone with this hostile energy and be like right use this this and this and expect them to respond back to you in a loving and caring way you get what you give and so when you approach things in a very loving and caring way then the other person really can't take it as an attack because it's not it's being said in such a loving and and caring way and I, i know i've responded to you and i've said oh i 
I wasn't aware. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. You know, because yeah, that's just, that's the energy that is felt. It's, I'm expressing myself too, because I care about you and I care about our connection. And it's coming from a space of growth over a space of fear. Yeah. Yeah. The love is felt. And it's mm. all, it's all in your energy. The energy you bring to the conversation, your desire is so that everyone benefits, so that we all grow as a result of communicating with each other in this way. All of that is felt in the way that you express yourself. And the more that you lean into it, the more comfortable you'll be able to feel expressing yourself and calling a spade a spade, telling it like it is. Because it's not a matter of your ego, the immature and underdeveloped aspects of your ego coming out and expressing themselves. It's your genuine desire and willingness to grow and wanting for others to grow as well. Yeah. And... Yeah, it just, uh, I lost my thought. <laughs> I was thinking about something and it just went. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's how we are able to connect on even deeper levels. It's how we are able to continue growing within ourselves. And my thought is back now. <laughs> it not only allows us to continue having these conversations with the same person, but we are then able to have these conversations with anybody. You know, it's not only, okay, I speak with my partner this way, but I can't with other people. You haven't really truly integrated then the, the, the ability to speak freely and to trust yourself and to have the uncomfortable conversations. When you are able to do that, you'll see how it just, flows from you naturally because you now know, okay, well, whoever I speak to, I know it is going to deepen our connection, whether it be our relationship, whether it be our children, whether it be friendships, whatever it is, your relationship will be strengthened from having these conversations. And what more could we really ask for? Honestly, it's, it's really just seeing the other side of what will happen if I do have this conversation and not just being afraid of having it? Yeah, well, yeah. at the very least, there won't be any misunderstandings. There won't be any oh, right. confusion. And I think that that's one of the more valuable aspects of having uncomfortable conversations. You know, it's the fact that all of our cards are on the table. There's no confusion. Yeah. When we make assumptions, about how the other person may or may not feel with regards to what we have to say, there's a lot of misunderstanding that can, that can happen, that, that can take place. You know, the other person, when you express yourself honestly later down the line, they more than likely will say things like, oh, well, I thought this, or oh, well, you know, I, I thought that this was the case and that you felt this way when, in fact, you felt differently. All of that is all of that is avoided when you lay all of your cards on the table from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. There's no and confusion. 
No, there's not at all. And in our next conversation, we are going to go into fear and how it does become a self-fulfilling prophecy, which is why everything that we speak about is really coming out of that fear mindset and adopting a growth mindset instead. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And to cap off this truth talk, I'd like to quote Tim Ferriss, who says, a person's success in life can usually be measured by the number of uncomfortable conversations he or she is willing to have. We reference his quote in our article where we dive deeper into this topic as well, and we provide different practical examples. So definitely take a look at that article on our Medium account. You can find it on our profile and our links. And yeah, we follow our episodes with the topics in our articles. So all of these, they complement each other. Our articles complement our truth talks and vice versa. So definitely check those out once you've got a few moments to do so. We appreciate you joining us. And until next time. May you embody the way of TBL today in your own way.